Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Vestin' Friends. Glenn and I have returned, and we, we got some things to talk about. And Glenn... Hi! <laughs> Glenn, it is, it is literal weeks away from your wedding. How are you feeling? Oh, nervous. Is, uh, it, is it like a, like a midnight release of a game? Or are you that excited about that? Yes. Are you, uh, you going to wait in line at GameStop to get married? I'm going <laughs> to wait in line uh, outside the wedding venue. I think I have to line up three days early. Otherwise, they take the cake away. Oh, wow. Wow. That's hardcore, man. Yeah. That's hardcore. Did you get Did you get the uh, the special edition, the, the steel case? I didn't get the steel case, but I went with the one that had three different flavors. Uh, oh, okay. Right. You know, you, you make sacrifices. <laughs> Weddings are expensive. I got you. I got you. So you didn't get the night vision goggles in this edition? No, I got the helmet. Okay. It was better. Right. There's not helmet. a night map in PUBG yet. So I, I you know, I made choices. No, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. It's fine. It's fine. All right. So, uh, so we're here to talk about some stuff today. I got, I got a little bit of, uh, some, some news lined up because there's some interesting things that happened, uh, throughout the, the this week actually uh which i thought was really cool uh but we'll talk about that a little later uh first things first uh glenn you wanted to ask me a question about something you saw a certain band the other night i i did i did i saw uh ninja sex party which is uh uh dan daniel avidon which is one half of the uh the game grumps and uh i what the hell's brian's last name anyway it's uh Wecht, you think? Yes, that's what it is. Brian Wecht, uh, who goes by uh, Ninja Brian, and they make up a uh, Ninja Sex Party, and uh, they they went on tour, and we saw them at the uh, Best Buy Theater in New York City, and it was it was really cool. It was a good time. Um, MC Chris opened up for them, which was pretty fucking dope. I love MC Chris. MCP Pants for Life. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, you know, the only thing is, I I don't like big crowds like that, so that was. I was a little daunting. Uh, Michelle got a little cranky because it was incredibly hot in there because uh, it was a little chilly outside that night, so we both brought sweatshirts. And man, was that a shitty idea. I had it on my uh, shoulder like I was wearing a, uh, a World Wrestling Championship belt or something. Like It was just kind of slung over me. <laughs> and by the end of the night, I just had like a huge sweat like banned from where that was sitting on me so that was cool but uh yeah they did uh they did a lot of really cool stuff uh ninja sex party uh had tupperware remix party um uh for backing them nice. which was really cool so tupperware remix came out after mc chris and they did uh a little bit of their own music which i, I love their music they're like uh old school daft punk um mm. and uh then the uh <laughs> this is sex party came out they did their theme song that was the very first thing uh which is dope they did unicorn wizard uh, which song. is really cool um they did a uh regular piano version of dinosaur laser fight which was cool just what? a piano yeah it was fucking amazing <laughs> it was amazing uh they did a few songs off their new album coming out in a couple months which was really cool they're they're doing that new cover album is it, is uh, it under the covers too Yes, yes. Good name. And they did a f they did a few uh songs off there which was really cool. Uh I'm contracted to not say what they were. So Ooh, interesting. Uh I I am not going to spoil it for anyone. I mean, they they didn't let anyone record it like they said three or four times like don't don't put your cameras up during this. They even showed us one of their um uh music videos that they recorded for one of the covers which was oh, awesome. again Really, really cool. Uh, I had I had a really fun time, and then my girlfriend and my friend tried to get me drunk after, so that didn't work. I it takes tried. A, <laughs> yeah, uh, well, I I mean they they didn't try. Like they took me to a bar, um, and they're like, yeah, have whatever you want. So I didn't have to pay for shit. So I was more than happy to drink on someone else's tab. I had like three or four beers, but uh, they had like a lot of really cool um, uh, craft stuff, which was neat. Awesome and. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, it was it was a great night in the city. I had a really fun time. I have to thank my uh, wonderful girlfriend for uh, planning that, and my uh, friend Jesse for uh, coming along. But you know what was sad, Glenn? You know what was really sad? What was sad? There, there was no Glenn. I'm sorry. There, there, there was no Glenma, and it, 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 <laughs> it there was a, there was a pit in my heart the entire night. Now I'm just fucking with you, but uh, yeah, uh, you, you've you've seen Ninja Sex Party uh, once or twice, right? I haven't seen them live. Nope. You, you, oh, I thought you have. Nope. Oh, I haven't right, had the pleasure. Right. Uh, I've we watched their videos have, religiously. But. Well, we will definitely have to go the next time uh, they're they're in town. It, it was it was a good time. Um, 
and they they put on a good show and they they absolutely appreciate their fans like there there was a huge outpouring of uh them just you know expressing how honored they are to have this sort of uh support from their fans so that that was uh really really nice uh avi was there so avi. that was cool uh granny sex bang was there oh uh, and there, there were chants of plenty. Uh, there was the "We Want Hand Jobs" chant that was that was okay. pretty uh, prevalent through you know, the night. Standard. Uh, there was um, they they split up the room, and one side was supposed to say "rock," and the other side was supposed to say "fuck." But the "fuck" side just got out of hand, and just kept chanting "fuck" over and over again. Uh, <laughs> middle the the bird was flipped multiple times. Like uh, that was Ninja Brian's mo the entire night was. <gasps> Excuse me, flipping everyone the bird. Yeah, everyone. It was great. Uh, he d- he did some magic tricks with it. It was it was fantastic. <laughs> uh, also, I, I I don't think I've ever heard the song, but they have a song called Concerto in P minor. Um, oh, I haven't heard that one either. I, I don't know if it's something they just do live, but man, Brian is a really really good pianist. Like. Typically, on a lot of the Ninja Sex Party stuff, it's just him hitting a chord over and over again. Mm. But for this, it's like, oh my god, he he's he's a very talented man. He's a very man with talented. Many talents, man. yeah. He's yeah, like yeah. An ex astrophysicist or something. Yeah, he's he's fucking yeah. He worked at like a college or something. And he gave that up to go joke about a, dicks on the internet. D- yeah, just to be a ninja, a, a weird <laughs> ninja that plays a piano. So yeah, it was it was a great time. Uh do you have any questions? I I feel like I'm just rambling. How many dicks did you see? Uh none, but there were a few bras that I got thrown up on stage and then Brian stuffed them into his uh his pants. That's all. I I feel like the music scene is missing the uh the sex appeal rock star of of the good old days. Uh, they they were plenty sexy. Good, they were plenty. good. I mean, uh, Danny was like Quail Man. He had his underwear on the outside. It was. Uh, <laughs> Are you it serious? Was something. Yeah, he was he wearing his in, his in the leotard getup. Yeah, with the uh, with the cape. But I never noticed. I or maybe it's new. He had blue and red underwear on the outside uh, of the leotard, and I was like, huh. "Well, that's something." Yeah. So that that was that was new. Uh, they uh ended with an encore uh, for the hit. Okay. Which was uh, really dope. That that was that was awesome. It was, it was a really good time. Uh, the crowd was really energetic. I mean, my uh, Michelle covered her ears at one point because it got so loud from screaming. I deal with this every <laughs> night, so it doesn't bother me. But yeah, um, yeah, she she thought it was a bit loud. But yeah, I mean, that's what happens when you get all these diehard Ninja Sex Party fans. It's not like a normal uh, concert, like. I don't know. Uh, someone going to see Coldplay. Someone might just like you know, Coldplay and they might go with their friends. Like if you're going to go see Ninja sex party, you really like Ninja sex party. Yeah. There's no like, <laughs> Oh yeah. Like I get, yeah, I guess like I, I've heard of their songs. They're, they're okay. I heard it on the radio. No, you don't hear Ninja sex party on the radio. You know them and you love them. That is something <laughs> that, that you take to heart. So, I heard uh, yeah. no reason boner once on satellite radio and <laughs> yeah. on C 100. And yeah, I, I, that, that's a cool song. Let me go and check them out. Yeah. No, that never happens. So uh, yeah, no, I, I if they're ever in town again, I recommend for people to go. The venue is great. Best Buy Theater uh, is more of a intimate venue than where we went to see the Game Grumps live, which was Hammerstein okay. Ballroom. That's Hammerstein great. Ballroom is huge, and uh, that place was entirely packed. There was not a place to to stand to even get close to them. This was a little better. Like we could have gone a little closer if we wanted to, but we were trying to what we thought was stand back and get away from the crowd. No, people just ended up forming around us, and it was like <laughs> just a wave of people. But, yeah, I'm not really used to that stuff. Um, I'm not a big concert goer. Um, I, I get anxious in crowds. I don't like being pushed around. So, yeah, but uh, everyone was pretty pretty nice for the most part. There's a lot That's of good. B.O., though. Oh, there's so oh much <laughs> that's going to be my next question. So much B.O. How bad did it smell? Uh, it smelled pretty dank. And then at some point, someone started smoking weed, and then oh, Danny no. pointed it out. He's like, smells like weed in here. And uh, everyone started cheering. So yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it was good. It, it was it was, it was was a fun time. Uh, I, I Actually, I was really excited when I found out MC Chris was going to be there because I've never seen MC Chris live, nor did I ever think I would get the chance. And that was kind of cool. Jesse and Michelle had no idea who MC Chris was, but I'm I'm a little bit more old school, so yeah, yeah, I got to uh, experience that. That was that was really neat for me. Um, 
So yeah, overall, really good time. Uh, ten out of ten. Would would sex bang again? Awesome. I have, I have one more question for you. Shoot. Is is it is the juxtaposition between penis songs and like an uh, an '80s '90s tribute band? Is it how is it? Does it flow? Like, look at my boner, <laughs> but also let's sing "Take on Me." <laughs> Uh, it, it's mainly like dick joke, dick joke, dick joke. All right, we're gonna sing the song, everybody. This was on our uh, album, blah blah blah. Hope you enjoy it. And then after that, more dick jokes, then a funny song, then more dick jokes, then middle fingers, <laughs> then cover songs. So they they alternated pretty well. It was, it was a good juxtaposition. Awesome. Like it, it was. Yeah, I, I there is a they went all over the place. They went from like old stuff to the cover stuff to new stuff no one has heard. Uh, then you know it, it was it was a good time. I think you can really tell that that, that people just love the personalities because the music is all over the place. Oh, absolutely. I, I, Danny is a character, so is Brian. Um, but people got really hyped for uh, Tupperware Remix Party, too. I mean, I, I like their stuff because that's, that's a little bit more off the beaten path than I guess what most people would listen to. Um, so I, I, I like them a lot. Uh, and I forgot how good they were. And they were really fucking good live. Like, amazing. Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I would just go to see them someplace. They were they were very, very good. Um and I, I I didn't know what to expect, but yeah, I, I had a, I had a good time overall. Yeah, it was it was great. Awesome. I'm glad to hear it. Happy birthday. Thank you. Yeah, I, I guess uh, cats out of the bag. My birthday's coming up. So uh, <laughs> the ripe old yeah. age of sixty seven. Yeah, sixty seven. That's that's what I'm gonna be. Man, I aged well. Um, yeah, uh, August thirtieth is my birthday. If you guys want to send me uh, cookies and presents and stuff, I will gladly take them. There, don't don't you worry. I I will take all that stuff and I will enjoy it. Um, all right, so let's let's move on. Uh, I guess let's let's do uh, some some new stuff first. Uh, so first thing on the docket was. Uh, and uh, there is a company called Retro Fighters who is making an N64 controller redesign. Why? Um, <laughs> you got me. I don't know. I, I don't know. But but when they did say that it would work with the USB adapter, I paid the $20 for the redesign. Awesome. Good. Uh, yeah, so this this company, Retro Fighters, was like, hey, um, we're, we're kickstarting this, this redesign of the N64 controller, so it's not, you know, stupid anymore. So you don't need three hands. Right, right. Or two hands in your dick. Yeah. Uh, you know, however you want to control it. So I, I was like, all right, you know, you piqued my interest. And then I saw the prototype that they listed on the the website, and I was like, ah, uh, all right, it's twenty bucks. Like, I I can't say no for that price. So I did it like the first day that it came out. Like, I, you know, just immediately was like, all right, the, you know, this can't be a bad idea. It seems seems pretty decent. Uh, so I I did it, and then literally hours later, they wanted thirteen thousand dollars to kickstart it. They are now at uh, what ridiculous Holy crap, one hundred and forty-one thousand. Yeah. There you go. It is more than ten times what they asked for, which I to me that that's pretty fucking ridiculous. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's a lot of um support behind this, and I I think it's it's not a bad idea because let let's be real that that N64 controller was something interesting but it definitely wasn't anything like great you know um it was difficult to control like especially uh playing smash brothers early on like that that was oh, yeah. really fucking weird like there was no C stick there were just C buttons so yeah stuff like that was really bizarre I and mean, the analog stick like that was before the PS1 analog stick right so it it's kind of revolutionary from that uh to bring yeah out a mainstream I, analog stick but it, it was well, a bad I, controller actually i'm, I'm gonna fact check that because i'm, check I'm not entirely entirely so, sure so i'm checking out these prototype pictures and it's actually got the uh expansion pack on the end so that you can you can actually plug it into an n64 and plug in your rumble yes. pack your uh your, what the save pack that's pretty cool 
yeah, that that was their big thing was like, oh hey, you know, we are releasing this um uh controller that works with all the N64 stuff. I mean, for all intents and purposes, this is supposed to work where your N64 you, rather than the PC. This is not something that is like a, it doesn't have a USB end. This is like supposed to plug into your your N64. They said you could buy an adapter and it'll work with it. So that's that's what I did. I already bought the adapter. Right. So, yeah. All right. So the the DualShock came out in the states August 27th. 1997. Okay. And then 64 came out 96. All right. So yes, that controller predated the um the the DualShock by uh by a year. That's crazy. Yeah, and so they, you they got you it are so correct. wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, and Nintendo has always taken chances if you just look at their history. Right. No, nothing that they've done has been safe for a very long time, you know, uh, whether it be the Nintendo DS, uh, the Nintendo Wii, uh, whatever the fuck the Wii U was, whatever. <laughs> that was a chance someone took, so, you know, that's a thing. Uh, then you have the Switch, which just came out, and that, that really garnered back a huge audience again. So, yeah, there, there's a lot of... Um, a lot of things they've done, and I—I I mean that controller is no different. The N64 was a uh, was an interesting system to say the least, uh, and yeah, I am happy to to spend that money to to get a revamped controller. So you know, if I want to play an N64 game, maybe I can play comfortably now. No, <laughs> no, no. So okay. how how do you think this is going to affect the more hardcore of uh, N64 gamers, like the people that take? smash 64 super seriously or like the ocarina of time speedrunners and super mario 64 speedrunners eh, don't don't fucking buy it then you know uh, <laughs> I, I mean i, I can see controversy boiling like oh he did it on the new controller back in my day uh i mean <laughs> i i can see what you're saying i mean but it you know my my hand doesn't work that way to hit, hit the buttons the way they're set up i, I don't know man i mean I I think that this is a good thing, you know. Um, I should be able to hit all the buttons Ideally. within my reach. Yeah. Like, you know, I shouldn't have to change my grip to figure out, you know, hitting the C button or hitting a shoulder button or something. That shouldn't be a a stance that I have to change. Like I'm in a fucking fighting match or something. <laughs> hey, I'm uh, talking shit, but it's it's good to have more options. It's good oh, absolutely. To, to give people yeah. that. Especially as I, I, these things get like older, and the original stuff is harder and harder to find. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that's another thing is that um, I I have a USB N sixty four controller, and it kind of sucks like really hard. But it yeah. was the only one I could find, so yeah, I was kind of like, all right, whatever. Um, and trying to find uh like new old stock for N sixty four stuff is ridiculous because I do like to buy. Uh, new old stock when I can, right? But it it just gets so expensive, especially for Nintendo shit. Everyone wants to you know upcharge out the ass. Um, so yeah, I mean, I thought this was a cool thing to bring up because um, I I've never seen anything like this before, so I I thought it's neat. Uh, we'll have a uh, link in the show notes so people can uh, see it and kickstart it if you want because it's still got a few day uh like. 10 12 days as of this record 11 days as of this recording so yeah uh go go check that out i'll try to get this up as quick as possible do you know anything about the uh the company's pedigree like have they done anything else big before retro fighters yeah uh, just because there's always that concern that a kickstarter that takes off and raises hundreds of thousands of dollars over their goal uh sometimes you can really get inundated with like now i have to send out a hundred thousand controllers that I was not ready for. Uh, it looks like this is what they do. I'll send you a link to their website. It seems like they do aftermarket retro controllers. Uh, okay. That is Slack. This is Hangouts. There we go. Yeah. Um, it looks like they have done a redesign on the uh, NES controller, uh, which is kind of neat. It looks more like a, uh, I, I just like a generic um, PC controller, but right. with a uh, button layout for um, an NES, which uh, cool, I guess. Um, I don't know if I'd ever use one. Uh, they say it's called the the next gen NES controller, introducing the Retro Fighters NES 
jab gamepad designed <laughs> for use with the NES PC Mac uh, featuring next generation design and attributes. I have no idea what the fuck that means. Uh, but yeah, uh, it seems like they, they've done this before. That controller is 25 bucks. Um, I like their I, cute little punch and sprite. Ha! <laughs> yeah, uh, what, what I want to know... Is, oh, okay, so it's got dual ends. It has a, a USB end and a uh, NES end, so you can plug it into either system. Which nice. is, I guess that's kind of cool. Um, I would not have expected that. Uh, it, yeah, it looks all right. I mean, if you guys are interested, you know, what they've done, check it out. Uh, it's kind of cool. Um, oh, also, it doesn't seem like this is out yet, which is weird. Um, so it seems like they had, they're like, yeah, we're going to make this. And then they got bored and they're like, yeah, no, we're going to make, we're going to make this N64 controller now. So I, I don't know. Uh, hopefully, they, they maybe they'll come out at the same time. I don't know. I it's mean, always this about is a the next controller. big thing. The next big thing. I didn't know if the uh, demand for you know, ed, uh, NES controller was that big that they needed to redesign the whole thing. But <laughs> I guess we'll see. Uh, yeah. So that's their pedigree. They want to make uh, retro controllers just cool. better. So yeah. I mean, I, I I'm kind of interested because after buying the. Uh, 8-bit do controller i was a little <clears throat> let down uh even though it's bluetooth uh which is cool it's wireless uh the d-pad on it sucks hard Oof, that's like rough. really hard yeah so and that's the thing for those retro games i don't want to play with a fucking analog stick i want to play with the d-pad so yeah i i don't know I, I wasn't i wasn't super jazzed about that i spent 35 bucks on it it wasn't like i got it for free or anything so it is what it is but it's fine i'll live um i'm looking forward to seeing what uh what this brings i might i might i'm i'm definitely getting the n64 one i don't know if i'm gonna buy this nes one i want to see how it works maybe i'll do a review on it i did a review sort of on the uh on the uh 8-bit do controller because the d-pad was so bad and it bothered me and i needed to tell people <laughs> Because I, I was I was reading reviews on the thing, and no one seemed to bring up that the D-pad was really janky. And then I was looking on forums and, rev uh, like, uh, like Amazon reviews, and people were bringing it up. And I was like, all right, yeah, I need to say something about this because people shouldn't buy this controller thinking it's perfect. So, uh, yeah. A, a, a good D-pad is hard to find. Like, even... Oh, absolutely. Like, they just don't make them well anymore. Even current controllers, like current mainstream controllers, I'm like, yeah, it's not great. No, um, the best one I've ever used uh, that was recent was the Wii U Pro Controller. That one's really That's good. That's a good D-pad. Yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I really like that controller. That one's one of my favorites. Um, you need a dongle, though, for it to work on the PC, which is like my only caveat with yeah, it. Yeah, and, and even then, it uh, treats it like an Xbox 360 controller, and the gamepad, the Wii U gamepad has... Uh, X and Y and A and B swapped compared to an Xbox controller, uh, so it's right. super so you, janky. Yeah, you have to keep that in mind. I gotcha. All right, so that does it for the little Retro Fighters thing. I, I thought that was interesting. If you guys want a Kickstarter, by all means, go ahead. I've done it, so like you know, I'm not telling you to do something I wouldn't. Uh, okay, so we're gonna move on. Uh, the other thing that well, there are two more things. The last one's not really a big deal, but uh, this one I thought was kind of cool. Uh, a game called Dark uh, Wood, yeah, Darkwood released yeah, last week, a couple weeks ago, from a company called Acid. Uh, what the fuck is the name of the company? Uh, this <laughs> is gonna bother me. Acid something. So is this uh they released it all for free, right? Yeah. Uh, what happened was to to thwart. Acid Wizard, that's the name of the company that made Darkwood. Um, the, the, to thwart piracy, they released a safe uh, torrent of the game for free on, I guess, whatever torrenting. On the Pirate Bay, actually. On, on the Pirate Bay? Okay. Yeah. And uh, they said, you know, if you don't have the money for our game, that's cool. Just, you know, if you like it, tell people that it's a good game. And when you have the money, buy it yourself. And I think that is pretty noble. Um, especially yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like especially considering that a lot of companies nowadays do everything they can for anti-piracy, and this company is going in the complete opposite direction of you know saying, well, you know, we we get that not everyone can afford this game, 
and we were getting a lot of uh, people, you know, asking if they could get keys and stuff. So we're just going to release it and see what happens. So, yeah, I, I thought that was kind of neat of them. I, I paid the 15 bucks for the game. It's a really cool game, really fucking trippy. Uh, but, yeah, I, I mean, it's it's met really uh, good reviews on uh, on Steam recently, so I'm surprised they did this with the success of uh, people thinking so highly of it. See, it's hard to say because it always gets such good press when people do things like this. Like, uh, I think CD Projekt Red had the same type of thing when they did Witcher. Um, and the devs of Sins of a Solar Empire did the same thing, which might no be shit, the same really? devs. Um, yeah, so I remember way back when was when DRM was like at its worst and uh, kind of ruining a lot of games, like ruining performance and stuff. Right. Uh, so, so when they were like, ah, nah, screw DRM. Pirates are going to get it anyway. We might as well just like make it easy. Like why even pay for DRM? And and everybody was like, yay. <laughs> so it, it only helps, it seems. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I feel that there, <sighs> there are very few people out there that go out of their way to pirate everything. If someone really wants a game, it's normally because A, they can't afford it, or B, they can't find it. So, you know, I, I the... The second one isn't really an issue anymore of not being able to find it. You know, the days of uh, physical copies selling out and, you know, going to a store and them not having it anymore don't exist. However, um, not being able to afford it is something completely different. And, you know, there there is a whole generation of gamers now that, you know, I, I'm not a teenager anymore. I can afford whatever the hell I want. In fact, I have two games coming this week, which I shouldn't have bought, but I did because I'm a fucking idiot. But, uh... Yeah, you know, there's there's young kids out there that are like, man, I really want to play this game, but you know, uh, mom already got me a game last week, um, so you know, I can't afford this. And it's not like you just go to GameStop and buy a used copy of a PC game, especially a PC game, right. because that that that's never existed. So um, this is this is a cool thing for for devs to do, you know. And I, it's it's the honor system. They're saying if you like the game buy it when you get the chance so um i i feel there are people out there that'll be like you know i'm gonna do right by this company i got a lot of enjoyment out of this game i'm going to spend the 20 dollars and support this this company which is is really neat now was was dark with the game let's talk about the game itself was dark with yeah, the yeah, game absolutely. that uh was kind of billing itself as a horror game without jump scares or am i thinking of uh, something else I'm I'm not sure. Let me see if I can find a press release. I'll go to the dark wood. Because you website. you streamed over at uh, Twitch.tv slash Geekade a couple hours of that game, right? <laughs> thanks. Yeah, thanks for the plug. <laughs> <laughs> what were your uh, What were your initial impressions? Uh, so yeah, it's it's a roguelike game. It's a roguelike horror game, and uh, it, it's it's pretty cool. Um, I. Uh... It's 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 top down. Uh, you know, if you're looking for a big graphical experience, you're not gonna find it there. Uh, performance was pretty well. Uh, I, I run it on like a mid tier machine, so you know I'm not running anything crazy. Um, I I thought it was a lot of fun. It seems like it's a very long game, and I, most roguelikes are. You know, they they put the experience behind a difficulty barrier, so you know you typically have to get a hang of what you're doing, get a lot of uh, equipment and stuff, and then go ahead and uh, progress. But there's also a time management function built into the game that stops you from uh, progressing maybe as fast as you'd like. So basically, uh, you're on a, a daytime-nighttime system. Uh, you can roam around, do what you want during the daytime, but at nighttime... Uh, you have to go back to your hideout where you have this sort of defense system against, like, zombies and ghosts and shit. And um, if you leave the safety of the house, you're going to get murdered. Now, when you get murdered, it's not game over or anything. You just uh, wake up back in your hideout uh, with uh, someone who revived you, and uh, you lost some of your... your um, items, which can be very detrimental in this game, because when you first start the game, like I said, it works on a daytime nighttime system. There's no, uh, there, there's nothing telling you what time it is, so you have to be very mindful of the lighting in the game. And if you're not, you can get caught with your pants down, and then you're really fucked. Uh, but there are ways to get around that, like uh, traders sell watches and stuff, so you can, if you buy a watch, the time displays on the screen, so you can see what the hell you're doing at that point. Um, 
There are melee weapons in the game, which are really cool, which you can build. You have a workshop in your hideout, so you can build lanterns, torches, guns, uh, bats, boards with nails, uh, bandages, uh, all, all sorts of stuff. You can barricade your hideout so you know it's harder for things to get in. All sorts of shit like that, which is really, really cool. Uh, overall, the story's really neat, too. Um, I don't really want to get into it because I don't really want to spoil anything. But uh, there, there's a lot of really neat characters. The design is really cool. It's dark and gritty. Uh, again, if you're looking for like a huge graphical scary experience, this isn't going to be it. This is isometric, uh, not isometric. This is top-down, third-person. Um, so you know, you're, it, it it looks, it kind of looks like Hotline Miami. It has that sort of yeah. uh, uh, quality to it, but without the brightness of it. Uh, it's got a very um, uh, desaturated sort of look to it. So uh, keeping that in mind, it's 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 a lot of fun. I think it's going to be a very long play, uh, unless you know you can sort of figure it out on the go better than I can. I'm on day seven and I haven't even gotten into the second area yet. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, if that's any indication. I spent four hours playing, uh, and I, I, I didn't really get all that far. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun, and I, I'd recommend this to people. It's 15 bucks, uh, And, you know, if, if you can't afford it, just give it a try on uh, on the torrent that they put out. I, I think it's more it's more than well worth the try for free, absolutely. <laughs> I loved how weighty everything seemed. Like, it looked like you had a, a big wind-up before you smacked the zombie with something. Uh, yeah, so there is a, um, like, a, I guess a prime button, I'd call it, where you can ready whatever item you have in your hand. And for some items, that means turning on and off a lamp or a flashlight or taking bandages out, or for something like a uh, um, like a bat or something, it's readying your swing. So you pull back on the left trigger to ready it, and then you hit the right shoulder button to swing it. Huh. It's, it's, it's an interesting thing. It is interesting. It's a little frustrating when it comes to combat, because it seems like some of the, uh, the monsters hit much faster than you but you can upgrade the weapons too like uh i just found that out like really right towards the end of the game that i could upgrade the 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 nail uh, the board with nails that i had and uh you can make it harden so uh its durability is longer you can add more nails so it does more damage you can make it lighter so you could swing faster and stuff like that so keeping that in mind you know uh it the, this whole control mechanic can become a lot easier if you upgrade your weapons more. Cool. Sounds like it's got a lot of potential. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I'd, I'd say uh, check it out on the torrent. You know, it, it's it's almost like they're inviting you to rent the game. If you like the game, then buy it after that, you know? Uh, cool. Do right by the company, though. You know, if you do <laughs> like the game and you're going to play through it, buy the game, you know, throw them some money. Uh, it was interesting. I was listening to the Giant Beast cast, um... Uh, on the car ride home uh, last night from work because I, I work crazy hours. So <laughs> I don't, you know, I, I need something to listen to at four in the morning. And um, I they were talking about uh, someone asking Tim Schafer, how can they support the company? And he said, uh, don't buy the game because uh, we don't get money from the original release anymore. So, you know, buy a T-shirt or something, but buying the game won't help us, which I thought was really cool when you... Or not cool, but interesting when you think about right. it, that, you know, um, he he doesn't... He created the game, but since, you know, the whatever company owns that IP, he doesn't get any... Uh, any uh, kickbacks off of that release? Now that they're remaking uh, the game, now he will get money off of that. Obviously, they, I believe they bought that property from whoever owned it. But back uh, then, whenever he was saying this, uh, they didn't own the property back then. So I, I, I just thought that was really interesting that someone who made a game doesn't actually own said game anymore. It's it's crazy the world of like licensing and copyrights. And I think you used to hear the same thing about CDs. Like bands would tell you, like, yeah, you can buy the CD, but come to the show because that's where we actually get paid. Right. The, the right. CD yeah, just goes know. to the producer. Yeah, uh, and you know they 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 get like such a small percentage off of that. You know, unless they're a huge um, artist, they you know they're not making that much off of it. Uh, so yeah, I, I thought that was kind of neat, and um, I, I mean, there, there's all sorts of um, 
stories where you know games don't get re-released anymore because they're in some sort of like fucking limbo where no company owns them anymore but no one can make it because um you know it's owned by this company who like buried it uh and they don't even make games anymore but they still own the ip and you know they don't want to sell it so it's sad that you see games like that that will probably never ever get remade and you know uh, God forbid the original releases of the game deteriorate or just get lost. Um, you know that that's gone forever. Yeah, the the only hope is emulation, and just yeah, ho- hopefully yeah. people keep up with that and keep up with game archival stuff. And you know, uh, it's funny you mentioned that. We're, we'll move on to the next uh, last topic uh, after this. But um, I was playing. I think it was Metroid uh, Zero Mission. And there was a guy who uh, who joined the chat, and he was he was talking about uh, the the Metroid game playing the original, and he's like, "Yeah, I put it on a cart," and I you know I that really piqued my interest because I was like, what, "What do you mean you put it on a cart?" So as he was talking, he's like, "Yeah, like I have a um, uh, a machine that puts the ROMs back onto carts." Yeah. Uh, like the PCB boards and stuff, and I was like, "Oh, that is really fucking cool." So he sent me the uh, the 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 company that makes this stuff. It's uh, they're called Retro Stage, and they make something called the Retro Blaster Programmer, which I believe works for NES carts only right now. But you basically pop a PCB board into it, and it'll program the ROM onto the uh, the the equipment, which I thought was really neat. So you could play it on your you know your OEM. Uh, Nintendo. That's so cool. Um, yeah, and you know he's like, oh, you know they're just getting into this, but you know they're thinking about making an SNES one and an N sixty four one, and they actually have the PCB boards for them already, which I thought was really cool. Uh, so yeah, a lot, a lot of really cool shit like that, man. I I I I think a lot of um, a, a lot of stuff like that. I don't want to get forgotten, or you know, I don't think people should have have to pirate ROMs to play the games. There should be other right. ways to do it. So, you know, I, I know it would be impossible, but for a company to sell uh, repro carts of, like, their old games is really, really... is a really, really cool idea to me um, right. that that stuff could exist because people make um, third-party, you know, uh, systems. Like, we have the Retron uh, 5. Uh, there's the Retro IVS, which is the... Um, uh, it plays the old NES games, uh, but with an HDMI out. But it plays them like it's OEM equipment, which is really cool. Um, there's that really, really expensive Japanese one that plays like fucking everything. It plays Famicom, NES, uh, Super Famicom, Super <laughs> NES, Game Boy, uh, Game Boy Advance, and it does it all in HDMI, which is really cool. Um, you know, there's there's tons of systems like this. So yeah, I I mean. It's weird that there's not more companies uh, doing repro carts of their old games anymore, especially Nintendo. You know, I, I I would think there'd be a market for it. I guess there's not that big of a market that maybe someone like Nintendo would do it. But I, I feel like, you know, some of the smaller companies would be like, oh, hey, you know, we're going to re-release our games on uh, for download. And, you know, if you're a big collector, we're going to do a, a repro run of our old games. So check that out. I'm surprised that's not a thing. Yeah, definitely. It, it seems like an untapped market because people people put stuff back on carts and sell them. And retro game stores exist. There's still some demand for that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right. So let's let's move on to the last thing, which it's just kind of a footnote, which I thought was kind of cool. Uh, Hal Labs opens a uh, mobile division called Hal Egg. How egg? That's cute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I th- I thought it was cute. Uh, I I don't really have a crazy amount of information on this, nor do I really care all that much. Uh, it was just in a tweet by uh, Sil- Siliconera earlier this week. The company said they're they're making a uh, new development house. How egg? Uh, you know, just uh, besides a logo, no one really knows that much. So they said uh, they're going to be doing a mobile game that will come to Japan in the fall. So, so we we don't know much. So how Labs is the Smash Brothers people, right? Smash Brothers, Kirby. Yeah. Um, I think they also did a Harvest. You know, before I open my mouth, um, I'm pretty sure Harvest Moon, or at least the okay. original, was them. I'm gonna double check. But right Harvest now, Moon but... has been through some, some some sales, some licensing troubles. Oh yeah, that, that no, got it's, moved it's around not, recently. Yeah. 
it's not the same game. Oh no, I'm I'm sorry. Uh, I'm wrong. That was uh, uh, Natsume. Who, yes, uh, that's that. correct. So, yeah. Um. Oh wait, no. Am I am I right? Am I what the fuck? So I, I'm I'm wondering. Like the first thing that comes to mind for me is the uh, Kirby and the Canvas Curse. I believe the DS game where you drew the little roads for a little ball, Kirby. Yeah. Uh, I was played purely on the touchscreen. <laughs> That that'd be great. I loved that game. That was a great game. It was such a unique use of like touch screens when not everything in the world was a touch screen. No, you're absolutely right. I I completely agree there that um that that would be cool if they did more stuff like that because a lot of stuff like that doesn't really exist. Um so yeah, I I would think uh they have the right properties to do that with. It's just a matter of uh them getting around to to doing it. I mean, we we've seen Nintendo sort of take advantage of uh, their IPs, like Super Mario uh, Run was really big. They did a huge Fire Emblem thing, which was really cool. Uh, but it seems like they're going to be focusing a little bit on their, um, oh god, what was it? Uh, Nintendo Online or whatever the fuck it's going to be uh, oh, for yeah. a while, probably getting that app going because they're going to charge people for that pretty soon. <coughs> You know, it would uh, it would make sense for them to try and get that under control. The only thing it works with right now is Splatoon in a really fucking weird way. So you know, <laughs> let's hope that gets better, right? Yes. Um. Yeah. So I, uh, I it's it's cool. I guess. Uh. Well, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, I I just actually downloaded a new game on my phone called uh, Battlejack, which it's like the puzzle and dragons gamification of Blackjack. Huh. How, yeah. Like, so. So explain, please. You you get you get like uh, cards or heroes and stuff, and um, like you get dealt cards, uh, like blackjack, uh, like regular playing cards, and they're in different colors. So, but so instead of red and black, there might be like a red card for fire, a blue card for water, a green card for earth, and a dark and a light card for um, dark, dark and light. And um, you have four characters and your hero uh, that have abilities and stuff that you can sort of fight other people with. Uh, there's dungeons just like in puzzles. It's basically puzzles and dragons, but with blackjack. <laughs> that's that's the that's only amazing. way to describe it. Yeah, so I, I didn't know what it was going to be. I heard someone talking about it, I think, on the Giant Bombcast. And I was like, all right, yeah, let me check this out. I was like, oh, that's this isn't bad. Just this looks very familiar to me. This looks like I've played this before. And yeah, sure enough, this is basically puzzles and dragons. I like if you like that game but you wanted maybe something a little bit more just quick. Blackjacky. Uh, yeah, ba- Battle Jack's pretty good. Um so yeah, check that out. It's it's the same sort of gamification though, where, you know, um you you're gonna have stamina. Uh, you have like to evolve people. You need certain things, so you have to play specific dungeons and stuff. I haven't gone very far in the game, but it, it's it's kind of cool. Like when I run out of stamina on Puzzles and Dragons, I go and play this now. <laughs> you can't yeah. get away. No, I I can never get away. I'm stuck in a in a endless cycle. All right, so that does it for uh the like little fun news I had to talk about. Uh, any questions, Glenn? No, not at all. Uh, when's the next Ninja Sex Party show? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, I think they're in like uh, Philly or something now. Uh, okay. So, oh, yeah, I have a question. Th- what? Uh, what's the stupidest way you've ever injured yourself that you want to share on air? How badly injured? Uh, and so, so the, the the reason I'm bringing this up is because I was playing uh, Heroes of the Storm last night, and I was sitting weird, and we got in an intense team fight. And I clenched my leg weird and pulled a muscle. So, uh, I, so that's the dumbest way I've ever injured myself. And I've injured myself some dumb ways. Yeah, all right. Um, I, I was in high school. We were playing Ultimate Frisbee. Um, and someone threw it really fucking long. And it was like on a field. We didn't really have like a football field or anything. We had a field where um, it was in the front of the school. And it had bleachers on one end, and on the other end, it was empty. So someone threw it towards the bleachers, and um, I, I was—I took off. I was a very fast runner in high school, 
and um, I was chasing after, and everyone just gave up chasing me, but I really wanted to catch it. So I was, I had my eye on this frisbee, and I ran full speed, uh, chest first, into a uh, into a bleacher and clotheslined myself. Amazing. Um, I have a dent in my chest from where. Uh, <laughs> where it hit that that is not a, a a joke or a euphemism like i i have a legitimate dent in my chest from where the bleacher hit me i had a i i was actually cut i hit the uh the bleacher so hard holy crap uh, yeah like i i was on the ground for like a good couple minutes and it like my friends slowly walked towards me because they thought i was dead and people started calling an ambulance and then i hopped up and i was like fine I'm fine. <laughs> Good. Don't don't call any ambulance. And the gym teacher was out there, and she's like, "You hit that really hard. Are you sure you don't want to go to the hospital?" And I was like. No, I think I'm good. And then I went to the bathroom and I was touching. It. I was like, "Oh God, maybe I should go to the hospital. I might have a collapsed lung or something." And uh, yeah, I I I picked up my shirt to look, and like, yeah, I had a huge gash across my uh, chest. But oh my god, I mean, I, I'm I'm fine. I think there might be a broken bone in there somewhere, but eh, it know, must be healed by now. That that was ten years ago, so you know, I'm probably fine. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that that was the absolute dumbest way I I injured myself. I was known as the Man of Steel for the next couple years after that. Oh, it's badass. Kind yeah, of. Yeah, that 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 was cool. Um, yeah, I, I did a, a lot of dumb shit in high school. Like uh, we climbed onto the roof of the high school. Uh, climbed to get, to get said frisbee back. Um, <laughs> but then the janitors were up there, and everyone got off except for my friend. He was the only one who got in trouble. Uh, and he was in the the. The principal's office, like getting his parents called and stuff, and he's just sitting there. And we like walked by uh, in the doorway, and we saw him just like kind of staring down. So we whisper his name, and he looks at us, and he picks up the frisbee, and he just whispers, "I got it," and smiles. <laughs> and yeah, uh, that that was fun. Um, there was there was one time we were playing uh, uh, softball. Someone had a pop fly. I kept running. I wasn't looking at where I was going again. I was looking at the ball. Uh, I ran into a set of bushes, um, tripped, and I saw the ball coming down. So as I was tripping, I dove even further into the bushes to catch the ball. So there was like just my legs sticking out of a set of bushes and my hand sticking out to show I caught the ball. Amazing. Yeah, there's a picture of that somewhere. <laughs> I'd love uh, yeah, to so see it. I, I've injured myself many, many, many different ways over the years. I, I'm a, I was a very reckless character when I was younger. Uh, now, not so much because I'm paying for those uh, for those reckless years. Now, by, uh, now, lots of pain. Now you look where you're going and not at what you're catching. That's very true. I don't catch much anymore, so you know <laughs> that's that's also. Uh, a good thing. So yeah, yeah. I, I, I the, those are some of the dumb ways I used to injure myself. So yeah, beautiful. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. <laughs> not, not a problem. All right. So uh, there was a a fight last night. Did you know that, Glenn? That there was a fight. Uh, nope. There's a little bit of a uh, boxing match. There was a MMA uh, superstar Conor McGregor took on undefeated boxing champion Floyd Money Mayweather. Uh, so this, this was, uh, supposedly the fight of the ages, um, and, uh, it, it, it was actually a lot of fun to watch, uh, a lot of people don't like watching, uh, Floyd, Floyd Mayweather is a very polarizing figure, cause he's not like most boxers who, um, you know, go out and go to fight, he, he comes to win, so he, he has a very, uh, I'm gonna say unique fighting style, where, um, he 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 has a lot of guarding. He has a lot of jabbing, and he uh, he clinches where you know he gets close and he goes in for that hug so no one can uh, punch him. Okay. And uh, he's won most of his matches by um, uh, points. I think he's only had one actual knockout uh, out of fifty fights, which is a lot for a boxer. Um, yeah. So uh, Conor McGregor, who is a uh, a MMA fighter, challenged him to a boxing match. And it was the biggest, I think, purse for boxing ever. It was a uh, winner. The, the the purse was like $117 million. Holy crap. Yeah. Um, so, fight went on last night. Uh, this MMA guy actually put up a pretty good fight. Uh, no one really slated him to win. A lot of people were hoping he would win. But, you know, it was it was a long shot because he's not a boxer. He's an MMA fighter. Right. Uh, so he, he came out really strong the first five rounds. And then after that, he started dropping off because he just wasted all his energy. And, uh, 
Yeah, by the 10th round, it was a uh, technical knockout, which uh, means the ref stopped the fight because um, uh, McGregor was getting beat up, but he wasn't falling. So, uh, yeah, the ref stopped the fight and called it in uh, Mayweather's favor. So uh, Mayweather won the fight, surprise the fire. Uh, no one's really surprised by that. But I came up with a few video game characters that, you know, if, if um, Floyd Money Mayweather had to fight, who would win? So first, I'm going to show you Gosh. a picture of Floyd uh, Money Mayweather. So let, let's get up Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, so uh, let's let's get some images. Uh, let's let's say though while while you're picking this stuff out, ten rounds yep. as a, as an MMA fighter, ten rounds with arguably the best boxer right now. Well, respect. Actually, actually, let's let's uh, dial it back for a second. Uh, three rounds in MMA. Uh, MMA rounds are, are five minutes, three okay. rounds. Boxing, 12 rounds, three minutes. So he uh, had to go uh, an extra uh, 20 minutes in the ring with a boxer than he normally would uh, in the ring with any UFC fighter. Wow. Yeah, Good so I, I mean, it, it was, you know, it's, it's, it's a big contrast to, you know, step into the ring and uh, I mean, the the motherfucker was cocky. Like McGregor was very, very cocky. I mean, with yeah. good reason. I, he is almost. I I think he's only ever lost one match in mixed martial arts. Uh, so the the uh, uh, the African American fellow is Mayweather. Uh, okay. And the uh, the white guy is uh, McGregor. It's a good uh, picture. Yeah, that that's actually a uh, shot that McGregor landed. He he came I... out very strong the first five rounds. And then um, Mayweather just kind of unloaded on him. And, I could tell and, which one McGregor was because he has a name tag. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, he, <laughs> he has his name tatted on him. Uh, here is, I'm going to give you one more shot of Mayweather to show that he is in pretty decent fighting shape and not just getting knocked in the face. Uh, just so you know, I am not really a Mayweather fan, but I w will respect that he is a very good boxer and a very technical boxer. Okay. Um. So, yeah, as you can see, he is in very, very good shape uh, for a, a gentleman his age. I believe he's a little older now, actually, too. He's probably in his uh, mid-30s. Yeah, dude's uh, jacked. Yeah, yeah, he is definitely jacked. Uh, let's let's see how old he is. He is actually he is 40 years old. So he went into a boxing match at 40 years old at I, Conor McGregor, who I believe is close to, like, half his age. Uh, wow. Let's, let's see. Uh, I, I could be wrong here. Uh, I might be wrong. Hang on. 151 pounds just to, to drop some more facts yeah so mcgregor is 10 years the younger uh, 11 years he is my age conor mcgregor is 29 years old wow so yeah it, I, again that shows that you know this uh, mayweather is a very very talented boxer whatever anyone has to say about him uh you cannot take away that he is a, there's a reason he is 50 and 0 so yeah. uh yeah um, so I, I made a short list of, uh, of, of people I think, uh, would give, um, Floyd Money Mayweather a, a run for his money. So are, are you ready? I'm ready. Uh, the first one, Hitmonchan. Ooh. Who would win in a fight? Uh, undefeated champion of the world, Floyd Money Mayweather, or boxing, uh, uh, champion Pokemon of the world, uh, Hitmonchan. Is Hitmonchan allowed to hold a berry? I'm gonna go with uh he can he can take it in the corner, uh, okay. but it's only uh, it only worked for that round. Mayweather. All right, this is boxing, okay. right? It's not like it's not a fight; the, it's a boxing match. Th this is boxing. Okay. This is boxing. Yes, Mayweather. Yeah, uh, I think bald... he'll he'll work the game better. Okay, so you played Punch Out, right? Yes. Bald Bull. Uh, Mayweather. Okay. All right. All right. Bald, bald bull. You get the star punch. He goes down. Okay. He didn't seem right. too hard. All right. I mean that that's fair. That's fair. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you have it. All right. Uh, let's let's see who else do I got here. Uh, Balrog. Oh, aren't they the same person? Kinda. They both no, love Bal fight money. Well, well, Balrog is Mike Tyson. Okay, it's true. <laughs> so Balrog's got like a hundred pounds on him. So I'm gonna go Balrog. Okay, that's fair. Uh, you're a Tekken fan? I, I know of it-ish. Uh, okay, so uh, do you know Steve Nash? No. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you a picture here. 
Uh, that is, I have to type in Tekken because Steve Nash is also a basketball player. I hope <laughs> I got the name right. I think I got the name right. The only the no. only things I remember from Tekken was that there was a kangaroo, there was a bear, and there was a guy that kicked a lot. Maybe maybe his name isn't Steve Nash. It might just be Steve. Hang on, let me uh Steve Tekken. <laughs> Steve ah, Tekken. Here we go. Uh, so this guy is a boxer in uh in Tekken. Uh, let me get you a uh a picture real quick. Uh, is, of, uh, is this the wooden training dummy? No, no. I oh, you know what? Okay, <laughs> let's throw that in there. Wooden training dummy or Mayweather? Oh, the wooden training dummy can take a punch. He'll outlast Mayweather. Okay, all right. And that's uh that's Nash or uh, that's Steve. Steve, the fiercest of all names. Ooh, he looks fucking terrifying. Yeah, exactly. So who who would win, Steve or uh, Mayweather? Mm. I'm gonna say Steve because he's got those sweet shoes. Give him extra okay. grip, and he's got uh, he's got like badass bracers on his boxing gloves. Give him he a little does. extra weight. Seems yeah, a little exactly. unfair, but uh, you know, you give the people what they want. Exactly, and he's got that sweet ass scar on his arm. I don't know what that's from, but it's it must be some sort of power. <laughs> Definitely power. It looks like uh, electricity branching off. Okay, uh, last one. You ready? I'm ready. Zangief or Mayweather? Zangief, dude. Exactly. Exactly. Pile drivers all day. <laughs> well, you I go mean, for the clinch. Those, he uh, okay. So you're you're saying that Zangief would throw the match, but probably murder Mayweather in the end. Yes, for Mother Russia. <laughs> for for Mother Russia, the Red Cyclone never loses. So I mean, he'll probably be arrested after, but you know, it's fine. Once how, he's spinning pile drives Mayweather through, you know, the mat. How does how does boxing feel about the the long range hand chops that Zangief has? I think that's illegal well, in boxing too, right? I mean, if they're in a boxing glove, you can't really tell. That's true. As mm. long as he's hitting in the front of the face, it's fine. All right, fair yeah. fight. I think Zangief, much for the same reasons as training dummy, can take a hit. He's real good at flexing and going and taking those punches. Uh, and spinning lariats are badass. Spinning so. lariats are badass. I'm not. I'm not entirely sure that's allowed in boxing. I guess we'd find out. Also, how tall is Zangief? Because he probably He's has huge, quite a height advantage over Mayweather. I, I now I'm now I'm sort of uh, sort of. I have curious. the loudest keyboard in the world, so I need you to look it up for me. Well, it's it's okay. I have a loud keyboard too. Uh, you forgot we have the same keyboard now. We do have the same keyboard now. All right, uh, Zangief all right, let... height. All right, let's let's see here. Hang on, I'm gonna I'm gonna go away from the mic for a minute. Seven foot. What? Four hundred pounds. Yeah, he would just crush Mayweather. <laughs> yeah. He'd just slap his hands against the side of his head and just die. Oh my god, <laughs> I didn't realize Zangief was fucking seven feet tall. That's terrifying. How? Four hundred pounds. Abigail. Is Abigail bigger than Zangief? Abigail's huge. Abigail Street Fighter height. Um, at least in game, Abigail's huge. It uh, doesn't say. Oh wait, no, he's eight feet tall, five hundred and eighty-four pounds. Blood tape, AB. So you know he's a fighter. Uh, he likes bananas, big cars, and death metal. He dislikes <laughs> rust. And being made fun of. <laughs> did they did they add that last part in? Because he looks so fucking ridiculous in Street Fighter Five that everyone makes fun of him. I guess. Oh, he's from Final Fight. Okay, I was wondering where he was from because I was like, I I don't know this guy. Yeah, yeah. But okay, then they HDified him and he looks ridiculous. Yeah, a lot of people are like sort of a little weirded out about that that he's so big, but also they were a little weirded out that they picked him of all characters to fucking yeah. put in the game. <laughs> but you know, teach their own, I guess. It's it's fine. It's fine. All right. So I think that does it. Oh yeah, we are we are at the hour mark. That does it for We've this episode it. of uh of Vest and Friends. We have we have done another episode. I'm proud of us, Glenn. Are you proud of us? I'm so proud of us. I'm I'm glad you are. Uh <laughs> Check us back uh, probably sooner. No, uh, check us back next month, and then maybe we'll get on a uh, more normal schedule. Cause, uh, cause, Glenn, your 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 wedding day, uh, the midnight release of uh, of of Glenn and Emma is uh, is almost upon us, 
and uh, it'll be a fun time. Uh, I'll be down there. Uh, we'll be doing all the uh, the Geekade coverage from uh, from Glenn's wedding, so you, you stay tuned. <laughs> we'll have, we'll have uh, live stream footage, video footage, uh, podcast commentary, whole nine yards. It'll be great. Uh, I'm going to interview the uh, the priest or uh, or chaplain or reverend or whatever the hell is going to be there. Um, we're gonna we're gonna get some uh, some some sweet cosplay going on. It's gonna be great. Some some sweet groomsmen cosplay going on. Uh, I can't so, wait yeah, for all the groomsmen to dress up as me at my oh, wedding. Oh yeah, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be fantastic. Um, so yeah, uh, stay tuned. Uh, we'll we'll be back next month with uh, with more Vest and friends, uh, and then probably we'll get on a uh, more normal schedule after that with stuff. Uh, Till next time, guys. Keep playing games. Uh, stay Vestly. And uh, we'll, we'll catch you in the next episode. Take care. Bye.